Hallelujah. God richly bless you. Amen. I want to talk to you about prayer. Say prayer. That's right. Today, uh, 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 what you are going to teach is going to be very, 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 very simple. But very, 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 very powerful and important. Amen. That's right. It's going to be very, very, very simple. But very... This is your notebook. <laughs> it's a long time since I saw your notebook. You have repented. Ah, okay. Amen. Ah, where is your default? Hey. Okay, 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 okay. Today you are looking like a prophet. Prophet likes three. Uh, where, where, uh, so where is global? Obi, where is global? Okay, one by one. Okay. Amen. Awesome. Come with me to the book of Matthew, the chapter number six. Matthew, the chapter number six. Yen kind free the verse number four. Awesome, awesome, awesome word. Awesome word today. Okay. Okay, come down quickly. This is the verse number four. Okay, into. Let's, let's start reading from the verse. It's a very simple scripture. I'm going to preach from this scripture for at least uh, maybe two to three weeks. Hallelujah. On this very, very simple scripture, I want you to be blessed by the depth of insight. Not, not from me, but from the word. Hallelujah. That Jesus, this one, this one was spoken directly by Jesus. When you have an, uh, a, a, a Bible which is a little bit more than uh, those evangelistic Bibles. The words that Jesus spoke are normally written in red. Have you seen that Bible? Uh-huh. There were some words that we trace back to Jesus. And there are some words. In fact, somebody wrote a book misquoting Jesus. And uh, he tried to separate the words that Jesus said and the words that were attributed to him. But one of the things we are sure, one of the oldest things in scripture, in fact, irrespective of the manuscript you pick, whether the Hebrew, the, some scholars believe that some of these people wrote it in Hebrew and later was translated to coin Greek. So no matter the manuscript you, you pick, one thing is sure that these things were said by Jesus. There are many things that people believe were inserted along the line. But one thing is sure that these words were spoken by who? Hallelujah. Is it not powerful? very powerful. Nobody, there is nobody that has come up with an argument that the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount, uh, those things were picked from somewhere. It was spoken directly by Jesus. The first time somebody said that, don't hate those who hate you, but love them that hate you, and treat them well. Pray for them that despitefully treat you. Groundbreaking statement. From There is nobody, not a prophet, that said that if somebody wants to kill you, love him. Uh, did you hear something like that before? Nobody. Groundbreaking statement. Some of these things, it can only be God that says it. Because from Moses' time, we know that so are we together already? But Jesus is saying that if somebody doesn't want you well, it's powerful. That is Jesus. I am not Jesus. Hallelujah. So I have my own theory. Amen. Okay, so let's 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 do a bit of justice to the way. He said, and when you pray, look at someone tell him when you pray. If you don't say it well, you will come and take the microphone and preach right now. Say when you pray. Say it is not if you pray, but say when you pray. That means that we don't have an option as to whether we decide to pray or not. He's saying that when you pray, that means that you will have to pray. Hallelujah. He said that when, today I'm not talking about when you pray. Derek Prince uh, preached about this. Very powerful message. Classic, all time. 
And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. Say, hey, hey serious. That means that there are some people who are praying, but they are hypocrites. <laughs> and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I said to you, they have their reward. Today, I'll preach from maybe the first two, or two verses or something. But I'll preach from this particular verse, very powerful statement. The verse to master quickly. And let me end. But you, when you pray, go into your room. Tell somebody, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. Not your father in heaven. Your father who is where? In the, I'll come and talk to you. We will do, a, I'm, I'm doing a series on prayer. I'll show you why. When we pray in a secret place, it is not the God of heaven that answers. This is why the Bible said that somebody could say that where is the Lord God of Elijah? He didn't say where is the Lord God of Israel? He said, where is the Lord God of what? When you pray, when you develop a secret place, it is not the God of heaven that answers. We will come to that mystery when we continue. Hallelujah. He said that, but when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your father, who is where? In the secret place. And your father who sees in secret, will reward you openly. Mark, sorry, Luke. Luke is the gospel of prayer. The verse, the chapter number 11, the verse number 1. Luke, the chapter number 11, the verse number 1. Quickly. I'm reading these two scriptures and then we are, we are, we are, we, we fire the message. Now, it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place. He's, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples. So when he was in a certain place, he was praying. The Bible said he ceased. Then one of his disciples went up to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray. Just like John taught his disciples to pray. Now follow me. The church has done a very good job up until now in showing us the power and the potency in prayer. Is that not true? We have sung so many songs of prayer. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. Anna. Everybody who has been to church before knows that there is power in prayer. That one you don't need any magic formula. To let your people know that there is power. In fact, the people that visit Juju shrines, they know that there is power in God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. That is why the woman that never prays, when the prophet tells, oh, I'll pray for you, bring me one city, he'll bring it. Because they know that there is power in prayer. In fact, whether you are a Methodist or a Catholic or a charismatic or whatever, everybody, the, the body of Christ has done a good job. In exposing the fact that prayer is powerful. A prayer is key. Now, this is the reason why I think about it. When the disciples went to Jesus, he didn't tell us. They didn't ask Jesus, Lord, why do you pray of him? And I mean, what? Hello? It's also a valid question. Bible said that Jesus was praying a lot. So, it is a valid question for the disciples who obviously were not praying as Jesus was. To ask Jesus, Papa, why is it that you are constantly praying? But they didn't. Because prayer was powerful. In fact, if you have been to Sunday school in Israel, synagogue, they have taught you how Elijah prayed and rain fell, fire fell. Do you remember? Anybody that was an Israelite would have known that God had divided the Red Sea by the prayer of Moses and by the prayer of Daniel and all these things. They would know that prayer is powerful. Are you understanding me? That is why they wouldn't go to Jesus and ask him, Papa, why should we pray? But they asked an important question. Lord, teach us to pray. 
That means that we know prayer is good. We know prayer is powerful. All of us want to pray, but we don't know how to pray. Are we together already? Are we learning something already? Shout, I hear you. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear. I said, shout, I hear you. Okay. That's right. Lord, teach us to pray. We want to know how. We know the power in prayer. The church has done well. We know the potency in prayer. But we don't know how to go about this mystery. Because we have known, according to scriptures, that prayer is powerful. We want to learn how to pray. Now listen to me. So Jesus sought to teach them. Now this is where the things are getting interesting. He said that when you pray Matthew 6, 5, number one, do not be like the hypocrite. That's how he started. Do not be. When you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. They love standing in the synagogues and at street corners so that men shall see what they are doing. But you, when you pray, do not. Enter your secret place. Close the door behind you. We will go into the mystery of all that. And your father who is in the secret place who hear you secretly, will answer you and reward you openly. Do not. Say do not. Do not. That is a crucial thing. I'm holding on to this one. Do not be. You shall not be like one of the hypocrites. They are praying, but they are hypocrites. Hypocritical here is not character. I'll come into the matter. Do not. Say I will not be a hypocrite in prayer. <laughs> Listen to me carefully. Jesus sought to address how the people were going to maximize their potential in prayer. And the first thing he sought to bring out was the hypocrisy that was attached to prayer in Judaism, in first, in first century Christianity. The hypocrisy that men attached to prayer. What Jesus sought to address that many of us do not know even up until today is that prayer is not a public affair. Listen to me. There are things that I will say today that will shock you, but you can go back into the word and verify. What I'm saying, I know of my own. Listen to me. What I'm saying is my personal insight into prayer. I am not, I'm, I'm not preaching from, I'm not listening to any man of prayer or anything. It is my personal insight into prayer. Prayer is not a public thing. It consistently and has always been a private matter. Listen to me. If you don't know this, put it in your head. Prayer, it is not what? It is not what? A public thing. It is always a private matter. If you are here, listen to me, and you consider prayer a public matter, you are just heading for nowhere because it has never been the case. Enter your room, close the door. Tell somebody, enter your room, close the door. That's right. It is never a public thing. There are many of us that treat prayer as a man who has a wife. Please follow me. Follow my logic. And then what happens is that when he goes out with the wife, he will treat the wife nicely. Nobody will guess. This same man, when he's alone with his wife in the house, he doesn't even speak to the wife. So, Papa Nesto will come out from the house with his wife. And when they are on the outside, nobody will know that there are problems on the inside. Inside the house, they are not even talking to each other. But nobody can look at them and think or guess. They will have their problems in the room. Listen to me. There are many men that is the same way they treat prayer. They, they think that prayer is what you do when you stand outside in the midst of people in the church, when we are praying, lift up your voice and pray. And kabo, 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 kabo. I'm not saying it is not prayer, but that is not prayer. Follow me. It is a private matter. It is a private matter. It is, I'm repeating it, it is what? A private matter. You cannot. Say you know God 
And what you do is to wait. When you have people around who are praying, you join them. And you pray. Like Friday meeting, you come and we pray. And he said, ah, today I have prayed. I'm not saying you have not prayed, though, but you don't understand what prayer is. Are we together already? Are we together already? He said that, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrite. Don't treat prayer as something we do on the outside, in the midst of people. Prayer has never been like that. There has never been a man of prayer who secret. How many times did you see Jesus in the midst of people praying? Every time he did this prayer when men were asleep. Are we learning something already? It is consistently a private matter. I find it funny and sad when people sustain their lives on church prayer. Look at Jesus. He said that don't be like the hypocrites. Look at this. For they stand in the synagogue and pray. When did praying in the church become a problem? But Jesus is saying that look, look at them. They are praying in church. People are seeing they think they are praying. I'm not saying that when you pray in church it is not good. But understand the context. Prayer in the church is supposed to supplement personal prayer. It is not supposed to be the main dish. I just said, come down one more be ice cream. Empire your born or church and ice cream. It cannot satisfy any believer. If you seek to know, if you seek to engage the mystery of God, this one hour, 10 minutes prayer, it is not enough to bring you to the toe of God. It is not enough. Are we learning something already? What we do together as a body is a supplementary prayer. I saw a quarter example. Now I try to obey you in a year. Now I just more shit to be a car. The Friday prayer, the public prayers, they are normally to supplement a competent life in the closet. He said, and when you want to pray, don't in the synagogue. It doesn't mean standing in the synagogue to pray is wrong but if you don't use it as a supplement and use it as the main meal, you are going to go hungry. Look at the vision you have for life. You think 30 minutes or 15 minutes of prayer once a week should be enough to sponsor that vision. You were a joke. Are we learning something already? He said that and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrite. I find it hypocritical if we are a believer here. The things that you do for yourself, look at the time you spend. Huh? Oh, boyfriend, look at the time you spend talking to the person on the phone. And you think that you can have a relationship with God and speak to him once a week. Do, do you think it's a relationship? Does it work that way? Man of God, you have been in a relationship. Does it work that way? Am I preaching to somebody? It doesn't work. There is no way that lady won't think. Eh, no matter, eh, two things. It is either she thinks you don't love her or you are cheating on her. There are many of you that is how you present yourself to God. You are saying to God, God, you have the right to think that I'm cheating on you. If you weren't cheating on him, he will be the first thing on your mind. Are we learning something already? Shout, I hear you. That's right. You can't stay in your closet and have a word in prayer and you think that, oh, Charlie, this church, there is no church that prays. It is people that pray. Have you seen a church praying before? It is people that pray. You join yourself to a church. Hey, this church, and so you suffer and die if you don't pray. He said that, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. The people that think that 20 minutes in the sight of men is able to sponsor all the need. Do not be like them. But your closet. Do what? Enter the secret place. Close the door. That is where true prayer is built. Are we learning something already? Somebody is sleeping here. Are we learning something already? Shout I hear you. It is not a public matter. Tell somebody it's not a public matter. Hmm. It is not a public matter. There are some of you, the way we treat God in prayer, we rather annoy him. Follow me. Just imagine Neoma is my wife, Apostle Landy, all apologies. And every day, I treat them nicely. Think about it. All my friends know that, ah, Charlie, this guy, he doesn't treat his wife badly. 
but in the house. A minute won't pass without me insulting her. Do you think says you pay me treating her nicely? Or be fun nicely? She would even, it will annoy her. Because he knows that for 23 and a half hours, I only best spend with you. It is always constant abuse. And yes, at 30 minutes now, one in the car could do out in front of her friends now. Obey any nice never men near you. In fact, some niceness no is a in fact one an opportunity to actually think that you know that William said the oyen and yet and our day. That's right. Because in the midst of people, you wouldn't. But when we go home, that is what you constantly do. Say so 30 minutes on the outside out treating nicely, you know, she takes offense with it instead of being pleased with her. Being pleased with it. There are many of us that is how our prayer life is. We know we need God. But Friday, problem. You see, your attitude actually is annoying to God. Let me tell you. It is what? And would you just think about the example I just used? You live with him 24-7, not even a hello. You come to Friday and pretend as though you need him. He looks at you and calls you a hypocrite. That is what Jesus was talking about. He said, when you pray, do not be like one of them. They make people think I need them. They make people think they need me, but they are lying. In actual sense, they are lying. They will spend the entirety of their week and not even open their mouth in prayer. Stand here on Friday and shake your body as though a comma count. Are we learning something already? Say, I'll pray. I didn't hear you. Say, I'll pray. Say, I'll pray the well. Is somebody being blessed already? Shout, I hear you. That's right. You need to understand this. Prayer is not a public thing. It is not a church thing. Say, hey, so for what are you talking about? Yes, but prayer is not a church thing. Anybody that has grown with the Lord, he has never been a church guy. I'm not saying don't come to church and don't come and pray in church. Oh. Have you noticed? Listen to me. Have you noticed? That any time we come to church and we are praying on Friday, the kind of prayers we pray are normally petition prayers. You don't grow with petition prayers. Oh. You are a believer. You want to soar high in the spirit. You think every day when you go to God and you are praying, my leg, my shoe, my leg. Those things, they don't bring increase. They are not prayers that bring relationship. So we assume that in your closet you pray. That's why when we come here, we gather and pray petitioner prayers. You think when I'm in my closet, I go and pray. But you are joking. What will build you in your closet? Huh? What we add here is not even up to 3%. Are we learning something? Now think about, look at all the things Jesus said we should pray after this man I pray in Matthew 6, 11. Don't go there. Don't go there. Uh, in some after this man, look at all these prayers. And you come every Friday and we are praying one trend of prayers. Don't you sit down and think it is either this pastor is in error or there is something happening. If I were you, I would ask. Because I see many mighty men of old, the kind of prayers they pray. Every day I'm praying for my leg or my head or my husband or my food. Don't, isn't there anything at all God wants me to do? And every day that is the prayer we are praying here. And there. It is not because we don't know what we are doing. No. It is because we expect you to put in the work. Are we learning something already? Hello, what we do here is to supplement. Hello. Oh, man of God, am I speaking to somebody? If you are hungry and they bring you toffee, it is annoying. And I'm that's right. I come to seriously, my home people know about oh, take this candy. What I need is gobe. What I need is something solid to sustain me. <laughs> Are we learning something already? He said that do not be like them that stand in the synagogue. Somebody say, hey, what's up today? Your message is somewhere. But that is truth. You're a man, you're a woman here. I'll shift the message very soon. You're a man, you're a woman here. You don't have any life outside any prayer life, outside the small minutes you spend in church to pray. Please, we are not going anywhere. Our vision will die in our hands. Maybe the devil will help you. But definitely not a relationship with God. 
Oh, Mpacho Timmy. Shout, I hear you. I didn't hear you. I said, shout, I hear you. It is not a public thing. It is not a church thing. It is not a street thing. He said, there are some people that stand at the corners of the street. I wrote down and I said that what people think of us doesn't matter in prayer. <laughs> are we together? Whether your pastor thinks you're a good person or a bad person, it doesn't matter in <laughs> Whether they think you are doing well in prayer or you are not doing well, it doesn't matter in because prayer ultimately is a private affair. Nobody should have an impression on your prayer life. Are we learning something? Your, your, your fire for prayer comes only when people gather. You are a hypocrite. You are. Somebody said, man of God. But the Bible said, iron sharpening iron. Look at this. Sikain. Iron sharpening the mechre was here. Sikain kokabuba. Uji. Nase sikain anoyen enoyenam. What have you done? You think that you are sharpened? No! Iron sharpened iron. You don't use it for any work. Uh, does it make sense to you? No! Say, so, man of God, but uh, when we are praying, no, be bumper, a crying, that is good. Bible said, iron sharpened iron. But when you are sharpened, you go and dull it again and come. Continue with that sharpening. You any day be on your bed sharpening wool. Patrol tell me. Any day be on your bed day. When you are sharpening, continue the ring. Take it to the closet. You came on Friday. Some people were praying you were charged. Take the same fire into your closet. Get up in the morning. Where is that same fire? Start. Do something. But you come and pray one. You go home next week. No asamba. I'm coming to pray. More fire. I'm not preaching to somebody. Shout out here. It is not a street thing. It is not what people think. Your pastor can think you are doing well in prayer. It doesn't amount to anything. Hallelujah. We can call you a prayer warrior. It doesn't amount to prayer. It's a secret thing. Many years ago, I learned after many seasons in prayer that I became capable in my private prayer life than my public prayer life. When I pray in the public, I don't have motivation. I don't have motivation to pray. I'm telling before God, the man, the spirit of God bears witness. I don't have any motivation to stand in front of men and pray. It doesn't motivate me. But when I'm in my secret place, are we learning something already? Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Is somebody learning something? Shout, I hear you. Oh, somebody saying this, Pastor, today you are not preaching my message. Oh. <laughs> Amen. So I want to show you. Can I show you? How you can develop a good prayer life. How you can have quality prayer life. Are you ready to learn something? I'm going to teach you just one principle. Just one thing I'll, I've learned from many, 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 many people. From the word of God, from many places. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. That's right. I call it the principle of early morning prayer. Tell somebody early morning prayer. I'm going to show you some things. Early morning. Please. This is the crust of the message. Early morning. Early. Tell somebody early. That's right. Early morning prayer. I'm going to show you why it is important. If you want to also, if you want to establish a consistent, powerful, sustainable prayer life, this message will shift to next week. You better to us, but I want to start with this one: the principle of the first. Are we learning something? Shout out here. Please, are you learning something? That's right. It doesn't me, me myself, you know, because of my schedule, I will normally pray not early in the morning, but I will normally pray during the day. But I am showing you what is to be done. Are you learning something already? Early morning. Tell somebody early morning. That's right. I have four reasons why I think 
it is important for us to pray early in the morning. So Sarah, before she started ministry, she said, in the morning, early in the morning, it's powerful. It is scriptural. Amen. Do you remember that when God, listen to me, decided to feed the Israelites with manna, he said to them that they should go early in the morning and go and gather the manna. Do you remember? That's right. Now, as time went by, the manna will just dissolve. Yes, it will melt away. And if you manage to keep it till morning, Obe Sorena Dani Wems. Wems, you kind of fancy saying. Then Samai. And Sama. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yes. <laughs> do, you, do you follow? Oh, please, do you follow? That's right. That is Exodus. He told them Exodus 16, 21. Maybe you, he said, go for them in the morning. In the morning you shall go and gather them enough for the day. Now, the morning is the best time. Listen to me. I'm not saying, now, so they gathered it every morning, every man according to his need. And when the sun became hot, it what? It melted. Early morning, the manna, the bread from heaven. He said, it is better for you to get it early in the morning. You know that the morning is when you are focused. Nobody has insulted you. Nobody has annoyed you. Are we together? Nobody, you haven't come across any man. You haven't contaminated yourself with anything the world presents. Around that time, your mind is steady. It is focused. When you spend some time, I'm not saying spend three hours or two hours or even one hour in prayer every morning. I'm teaching you something interesting. Something very good. Next week I will expand on it. But make sure that in the morning you set some time and you are saying that this time I want to pray. It is the first thing. Listen to me. When it becomes your first thing, the very first thing that you do, it is to your advantage. Imagine, look at what happened. God said that they should go early in the morning and get food for the day. Listen, when you meet provision before lack, nobody will ever complain. Are we learning something already? Before you ever needed the thing, I wrote down and I said that the manna in the morning is symbolic of provision before lack. Listen to me. Imagine if you had whatever you wanted before you ever wanted it. There are certain things you won't see in this world. Nobody will take a gun and go and kill another man for money. Are we together? If you had what you wanted before the need came, do you think that there are many vices we have in society we will not be seeing them? If our needs were supplied before the needs even became apparent, there are many things we are not, we are not going to see in life. The early morning mystery is about supply before demand. Can you see that? It is about supply before lack. It is about supply before they said go out in the morning. Before you ever feel hungry. When they went out in the morning, it was not because they were hungry. But then he knew that definitely they are going to be hungry as the day goes by. So go out early. Get enough for the day. Tell somebody get enough. That's right. Are we learning something already? That's right. Don't wait for the challenges of the day to come. And say ah, I'm going to pray. You will never pray. I'm telling you, if you don't start it until you are, you know, I don't give a damn. If I have to pray, I'll pray. Even if I have to leave a very important thing I'm doing and go and pray, I'll what? But you have a job to do. You know, if you're a banker, you cannot leave the computer to pray. Can you? You cannot. A more breaker would be. Imagine if you are doing something that demands you, demands that demands your hands-on approach. You cannot. Are we learning something? It is not because God is wicked. That is why I'm teaching the principle of the morning. Feed yourself before you get hungry. Make sure when you are going on a far journey and you don't know where you are going to do, what to do, you carry along food. That's right. Take it. Take enough for the day in the morning so that you don't have to look for it in the day. By that time, it will be too late. Are we learning something already? I wrote now, praying in the morning is like meeting God before you meet the devil. Because the devil is the God of this world. If you go through the day, you surely meet him. 
But make sure that by the time you meet him, you have spent time with God. Are we together? It is not a coincidence that before the devil tempted Jesus, he has fasted for 40 days. It is not a coincidence. He had to meet God before he met. <laughs> are we together? Oh, are we together? There are many temptations that will never be if we started the day with prayer. When the SU people were teaching us quiet time, we thought they were being religious. But that is a true mystery. A prayer before the day saves you a lot of trouble. Are we learning something already? Some people are sleeping. Are we learning something already? This man is not trying to make you pray, 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 pray. If you do that, I'll be happy. But I just want you to do something for me. Small, just in the morning, you say, Father, I want to meet you before I ever, ever meet any challenge in life. And see how God will intervene in your life. Are we learning something already? Somebody is sleeping. Are we learning something already? Shout, I hear you. Will it not be powerful if you talk to God before you talk to any man? Huh? You wake up in the day and the first person you talk to is good morning Jesus. And Jesus said, oh my son, my son. Will, will it not be powerful? Imagine you wake up in the morning all of a sudden you feel a strong burden not to pass after praying. You feel a strong burden. Something will happen somehow that will orchestrate your life in such a way that the will of God is going to be established. Hallelujah. The woman of God sang the song. I was so happy when I was inside. She said, this woman is in the spirit. She's not in the flesh. Hallelujah. The first thing you do is to go to God in prayer. Now, the second reason why I love morning prayer is because many of the men of old, listen to me, Say, so look for the ancient part. There are some parts that are, if you are going to Accra, and you want to go by going through a Usiejo and going to, it is your own problem. You are, oh, hallelujah. You are just making things complicated for yourself. But what you are saying, you know that if I take this route, I'm going to Accra. I say, oh, I have heard that there is another route through Dabwasi, through KJB, through, you, you are just a fool. If you see the path that is well trodden by men, that is the path you take. And I'm a boy. That's right. I have seen men of old do it. In fact, I have seen Jesus do it. Is that not what the Bible said? The Bible said that a great while before day, a great while before day, he will wake up to a solitary place. And there he prayed. That is what the Bible said. Mark, I think the, the, the chapter number one. And I, I think the verse number 35. Mark one, I think the verse number 35. He said that while it was still dark. He said that now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary, a solitary place. And there he prayed. If I've not seen, I've seen Jesus do it. Why was he doing it? I don't care. All I know is that he wanted to pray before the day began. Are we learning something? Davido, are we learning something? All I know to do is that Jesus was praying before the day began. So I will. I'm not saying spend one hour or two hours. I'm saying pray. Honor this principle. Are we learning something already? Jesus prayed. Say a great while before day. There are many times that when the situation demanded, he'll pray all night. In the book of Luke, the Bible says when he wanted to choose the disciples, he spent all night in prayer before he chose the twelve. All night. Say all night. We will come to all those mysteries another time. Are we together? Shout, I hear you. There are many things he did after spending time. All we know is that he started the, the day with prayer. And so I will start my day with prayer. David said something in the book of Psalm. Let's look at what David said. In the book of Psalm, the chapter number Psalm 5, sorry, the verse number 1 to 3. I love the scripture so much. David, you know, if you are learning from men of old who are powerful, it is always powerful. He said, give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation, the verse number 2, quickly. He said that, give heed to the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for to you I will pray. The verse number 3. He said that my voice you shall hear when? When shall you hear my voice? That's right. 
He said that for my voice you shall hear in the morning, oh Lord. In the morning I will direct to you. I will direct it to you and I will look up unto you. David is a master when it comes to engaging God. He's saying that one of my keys is that in the morning, say in the morning, I will direct my prayer right unto you. Every morning when I wake up, I'll make sure you are going to hear from me. In the book of Psalm 119, I think the verse number 45, Psalm 119, the verse number 45, David repeated, he was a man that was consistent in his morning prayer. He said that, I, and I will walk at liberty for I seek your precepts. Hallelujah. I think Psalm 88, 13. I hope I'm right. But you have cried out, oh Lord. And in the morning, my prayer. <laughs> Is it powerful? In the morning, my prayer. Okay. And in the morning, my prayer comes before you. If I don't know anything, I knew that Jesus did it. And I remember what? I know that David did it. Job 1.5. Look at what the Bible says. There are countless examples in scripture. You see that the people were consistent do, doing things in the morning. He says, so it was that when the days of feasting had run their course, that Job will send and sanctify them and he will rise early in there. Can you see that? Can you see that? When God delivered the commandment in Exodus 34, the verse number 4, the Bible said that Moses rose up early in the morning. Are we together? So he, so he cut the two tablets. Then Moses rose up early in the morning and went to Mount Sinai. There are the mysteries of God. You just don't delay. Early in the morning. Do you remember when Jacob had a dream? The Bible said that early in the morning, Genesis, I think, is it Genesis 28? He said, early in the morning, he rose up. He took the stones he had used for pillows and poured oil and there called upon the name of God. Bible said, when God met Abraham, he said, early in the morning, he consistently we saw how the men of old were waking up early in the morning. If they were morning guys. Is it not powerful if we become morning guys too? Tell somebody, I'll be a morning guy. I didn't hear you. Don't spend the mornings talking to your beloved. Speak to God in the morning. Say a word of prayer in the morning. Are we learning something? Oh, are we learning something? Oh, are we learning something? Let me read a quote to you. How many of you know E.M. Bounce? You've heard of E.M. Bounce. He's an apostle of prayer. You can't walk through the Christian ladder and, and, and you know, you don't like reading about prayers. So you know E.M. Bounce. But look at what E.M. Bounce said. I, I, I know about, me in Chantra, best 17 books on prayer which were written by E.M. Bounce. When we were growing up in the Lord, when I was a young man, probably somewhere in 2007, you know, those times they would gather Christian literature. Five gig, Papa Nesto, you remember? In school, John Bunyan, E.M. Bounce. And in those days, some people just love to put them on their computer so that you know you have books. But I was consuming them. When I had the time, the topics that interested me, that is how come I know so many men of God. The topics that interested me, I can trace a line for you if you give me time. Every single, I made sure that I knew their works. Hallelujah. Ian e. Bounce, let me quote something that Ian e. Bounce said. He said that the men who have done the most for God in this world have been early on their knees. He who fritters away the early morning, its opportunity and freshness in other pursuits than seeking God, will make poor head, headway seeking him the rest of the day. He's saying that not only is early morning prayer powerful, when you miss it, sometimes it's difficult for you to recapture. When you miss it during the day, your mind will come, oh, this, and your friend will call you, and this thing will come, and this thing will come. By the time you realize the day is ending. So Ian Bounce will say that if you want to make headway in life, be a morning guy. Tell somebody I'll be a morning guy. John Bunyan, you know John Bunyan? That's right. He said that it. <coughs> now, he said, He who runs from God in the morning will hardly find him at the close of the day. 
Nor will he who begins with the world and the vanities thereof in the first place be capable of walking with God all the day after. It is he who finds God in his closet that will carry the savor or the fragrance of him into his house, his shop, and his more open conversation. So by the time you walk into your shop, you have had fellowship with the divine. How can a fetish priest enter your shop and come and destroy market sales that day when you have carried their presence into that shop? Are we learning something? How can they meet you and disturb your day? Don't bunya. Are we learning something already? Let me say the last thing and I close. Can I say the last thing? When I'm talking about prayer, I can talk and talk and talk. The final thing I want to say is that early morning prayer honors the principle of the first. Because someone said there is something we call, listen, there is something we call the principle of the first. It honors the principle of the first. That is, what I, that, that, that is where I'm ending. God willing, next week, I'm, I'm going to show you how these things work. <clears throat> Hallelujah. It honors the principle of the first. In Genesis 1, 1, the Bible said, in the beginning, the first one to ever make a statement, the first one to ever do anything in this world, the first one that is first, he said that he is the beginning and the firstborn of the church, Colossians. He is the first. Anytime God has somebody at his disposal, he consistently would demand the first of everything. Patriotia said, is that true? Oh, come on, is that true? That is why he would demand the first fruit. In fact, Saul Grandpa or firstborn or Sefamano. The Bible said in Genesis 4 4 that Abel also presented the first fruit. Anamibwa. Is that what the Bible said in Genesis 4 4? Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. Can you see that? We call it the principle of the first. Always God is demanding to be first. Seek ye first, Matthew 6. The, I think the verse number 36. Seek ye first the kingdom. And I'm what? The principle of the first. Look at the Bible said. <clears throat> the Bible said in the book of Numbers. The chapter number 8. The verse number 18. Exodus 22, 29. Everything. Are we together? Are we together? That's right. He said, I have taken the Levites instead of all the firstborn of the children of Israel. Can you see that? That means that Can you see it? Am I the one speaking? But he's saying that in place of taking your firstborns, you live and die and work for God. God will always demand the first. Exodus 22, 29. Quickly, Exodus 22, 29. This is what we call the principle of the first. You shall not delay to offer the first of your ripe produce and your juices. The firstborn of your sons you shall give. Can you see that? Can you see that? The principle of the first. God will always take the first. That is why we come to church on the first day of the week. Is that not true? Every time it is the first. Every time he is the first. The principle of the first. Is somebody learning something already? Oh, is somebody learning something already? Shout, I hear you. That's right. God will always take the first. When you give him the morning prayer, you are honoring what we call the principle of the you are telling him that he is the beginning in everything. Listen, when the Israelites were entering the promised land, the first city they conquered, who knows the city? Nobody knows Jericho. What's Jericho? Jericho first who matter that is the first city Israel conquered. And when they crossed the Jordan, the first city they met was what? That's right. Look at what the Bible says. It said, Jericho, nobody should take anything from Jericho. Not the gold, not the silver. Not anything from Jericho. That city is mine. Do you know why? Because it's the first. It is what? The first. Joshua 6, I think the verse number 17. 
he will always take the dikaino into Jericho no yamfa anyo bia eche fawo patroti ya say chances na ebi munya juda ebi munya say ebi munya say look at it. now the city shall be doomed by the lord to destruction and and all who are in it only rehab the hala la na 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 because joshua 6 let me see if i have the scripture sorry i hope i wrote it i hope i wrote it down that's right i hope i wrote it he said that he he said that Jericho will be given to him. I want to look for I don't think I wrote it. Hallelujah. But God took Jericho as his portion. God did what? He took Jericho as his portion. And then he made them give a curse. I think in the chapter number 16, that anybody that will rebuild the city by Joshua will do it with the cost of his firstborn. Do you remember? And the, and the Bible said, and here in the book of First Kings, the better light, he... Amen. I want to look through my scriptures. Okay. So God will always take the first. Tell somebody God will take the first. So I will give him the first. Oh, please. Say God will take the first. So I will give him the first. That's right. That's right. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. You, I'll find it another time and show it to you. So listen to me, people of God. If there is a time that is conducive, that is powerful for you to pray, when is that time? When is the time? Sometimes, sometimes what you have to do is that maybe in the morning you are you are maybe a maybe a wada maybe a wabre whatever. Into sorry, maybe a person bomb pie thirty minutes went to me amo. So five minutes now be wa abo. Now twenty five now can separate it if you can. But what I've discovered is that more often than not, say twenty five never matter. Into me say say a deep woman in a course in pa five minutes now can. Do what? Pray. Do what? Please, do what? You won't die if you pray, but you die if you don't. Amen. Five minutes for Naka, do what? Pray. Before you step out. Challenge yourself. Tell God, I want to honor the principle of the first. I'm giving you the first thing. I want you to hear my voice first. I want, I want your voice to be the thing I hear first. Every day. And see what God does in your life. God bless you. And God keep his word in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together.